A very warm welcome to Fly to Freedom, an eating disorder recovery podcast that aims to give hope and inspiration to others trapped in the dark prison of an eating disorder. To reach out and take steps to recover and fly to freedom and peace. I'm Julia Trahane, your host, an eating disorder recovery coach who is now living in freedom after 40 years of anorexia, orthorexia and exercise addiction. My mission is to give love and support to anyone who feels ready to start their recovery journey. I hope you enjoy this podcast. I'm very grateful to you for being here. Please like, follow and rate it to enable me to reach others who need help. Right, let's get on with today's episode. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Flight Freedom. I wanted to talk about some stuff that's been going on in my own life recently today and that's all about friendships and how I have been acting within my friendships and how I've been viewing my friendships. And the reason this has become like something I've been working on recently is because I had a friend come and stay and we had an absolutely wonderful time and it was so easy. It literally felt so, so natural, so easy. And I felt completely accepted for myself without having to do anything to be anyone. I could just be me and that was enough. And I was completely accepted for that. And I felt completely accepted and it just felt so, so good that it led me to start looking at my other friendships that I always felt that I had to work really hard in. And right from a child, I have always put other people's needs before my own. If say I wanted to meet a friend for a walk and there was a time that I could do, let's say Wednesday at 12, and the friend wanted to do Wednesday at 4.30, which was a really difficult time for me and I had other plans, I would cancel my plans and change them to fit in with my friend, not expect anybody to change anything to fit in with me. And I would always be the one to try and organize things and invite people. And I would never say no if anyone invited me. And I would always literally just try and be the person I thought the other people wanted me to be. And when this friend came to stay with me, there was none of that whatsoever. Literally, it was easy and there was no work. So I started looking at my other friendships and thinking, well, what happens if I stop doing that? What happens if I don't change everything I want to fit with them? What happens if I look at what would make me happy and stop trying to make everybody else happy first. And I did this. And to begin with, it felt so hard and so awful. And there was parts of me that were really, really, really panicking, thinking, well, I'm just going to be so lonely. If I'm not making the effort, if I'm not changing my plans and trying to fit in with my friends, then I'm just going to be really, really lonely and I'm not going to have any friends. And I felt really, really upset about this. And I realised that 
friendships should lift you up and friendships that don't lift you up and that bring you down, they're not friendships at all. And I started thinking more and more about how I could have the kind of friendships that lifted me up and the kind of friendships that I didn't have to devalue myself to be in. And when I was looking at this and looking at what I should do and kind of grieving for the friendships I had that were naturally moving on because friendships, they say, are for a reason, a season or a lifetime and not all friendships last forever. And I've changed. I have changed so, so much in the last few years with my recovery and my whole being, my whole outlook on life has changed so much. And for the better, absolutely for the better, I am so much more of a happier person now. But there's always still work to do, right? There's always still development. There's always still growth. And I realized that to have really good friendships, the first thing I needed to do was to be my own best friend. And I needed to look at what I wanted to do and what I needed and start practicing becoming my own best friend. And then other friendships would just naturally evolve because I wouldn't be searching, I wouldn't be trying so hard, and I wouldn't be putting everybody else's value above my own value. So how do you become your own best friend? And what does it even mean? You start with practicing self-compassion, treating yourself with the same kindness, understanding and forgiveness that you would offer a dear friend, being gentle with yourself during challenging times. And also, which is something we rarely, rarely do, is celebrating your own accomplishments. So just thinking about yourself and being kind to yourself. Prioritizing self-care taking care of your physical, mental, and emotional well-being is hugely important. Doing things that bring you joy, playing, having fun, these are huge. Also relaxing, taking time, don't feel you have to be busy all the time, but just spend time relaxing, time for yourself, read a book, watch a film, or just sit out and watch nature. Things that bring you fulfillment. I mean, the work I do brings me so much fulfillment, putting, helping my clients to find the power to recover and to become their own best friends and to love themselves is the most fulfilling thing I've ever done in my life. But there's also other things like exercise, meditation, spending time in nature and other self-care rituals like having a facial, going for a massage, getting your nails done, relaxing the bath, just spending some time reading a book, lying down, enjoying the weather. I mean, I think it's such an amazingly amazingly relaxing thing to do to just sit by a river and listen to the water running 
Another huge part of being your own best friend is the way you talk to yourself. And a lot of us speak to ourselves so negatively and criticize ourselves. And there's this belief that you have to be hard on yourself to motivate yourself to succeed. And really, is that true? Do you succeed because you're threatening yourself and telling yourself you're not good enough? Or are you more likely to succeed if you're praising yourself and encouraging yourself and lifting yourself up? So monitor your inner dialogue and replace that self-criticism with self-encouragement. Acknowledge your strengths and talents and achievements. Remember that you are unique. There is only one of you and you are deserving of love and respect. You don't need to do anything to earn it. You deserve it just by being you. Setting healthy boundaries. Now, this is something that I've had to work so, so hard on because I don't think I had any boundaries, really. But learning to honour your own needs and establish boundaries that support your own well-being. This might involve saying no when necessary and prioritising your time and your energy. And it might also involve distancing yourself from toxic relationships and situations that bring you down. Embracing self-reflection, taking time to understand yourself better, thinking about your values and goals and dreams and checking in with yourself and assessing your emotions and looking for areas where you do need to grow. Journaling can be really, really helpful in this process. And just taking the time to just think, well, okay, like I did, like how was this weekend with this friend so easy and yet all my other friendships seemed to be so hard? And when I sat down and I looked and I realized that I was sacrificing all my own needs and desires to please everybody else, then I could start, when I'd noticed that and realized what was going on, I could start making the changes and I could start prioritizing my own needs. Be your own cheerleader. Celebrate your achievements, big and small. Acknowledge your progress and give yourself credit for the hard work you put into reaching your goals. Treat yourself with the enthusiasm and support that you would offer a close friend or a child, or even a puppy. If you think about how you celebrate training a pet, like giving treats when they've sat down and praise and encouragement, all these things make such a difference. We thrive on encouragement, we thrive on praise. This is why star charts work so well for children, because we love praise, our brains love praise, yet we so rarely praise ourselves. We can and we need to. And surround yourself with positivity, surrounding yourself with people, experiences, and environments that uplift and inspire you. Look for people that influence you and align with your values and aspirations. This greatly impacts your self-perception and overall well-being. But most of all, remember that being your own best friend 
takes practice and patience. And other people do not have more value than you. You don't need to put other people above yourself. Sure, you can compromise to situations that make both parties happy, but you don't need to compromise all of your values and all of your worth because you think somebody else is better than you, because they're not. So treat yourself with the love, care and respect that you deserve. You've got this, and so have I. And we can create our own friendships with ourselves that lift us up. And when you are your own best friend, you just naturally attract the people to you that will respect that and will treat you with the friendship that you deserve without you having to compromise any of your own values or your own value. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. And I hope that you found this podcast helpful. Please do rate me five stars so that I can reach other people. And I hope you have a great week. I'll see you next week. Love you all. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please do remember to give me a follow and a five-star rating. This will enable me to reach more people that need help. If you would like to talk to me about how to work with me and you're ready to take the next step, just check out my website at juliatrahane.com. Thank you for listening. I'm so grateful.